If I could tell you, you know, how excited I am about this word, I would. I, I just know God has spoken to me, and I think I just need to get right into it. Is that okay with you? Now, I want you to say this to three people around you right now. Something great is going to happen in your life today. Just tell three people, something great is going to happen in your life today. Luke chapter 1. I love this season. It's always a challenge for pastors to find revelation during this season in the reading of Christmas stories because it seems as though there's nothing new to say. And that's powerful in itself because it's all been said and it's simply profound. But today I'm going to try to extract some things by the help of the Holy Spirit that maybe will encourage you about your life and your destiny. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her two words. This is heaven's theme song. Fear not. Say those two words. And he said, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name. What's his name? Jesus. Jesus shall be great, and Jesus shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Verse 35, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost, everyone say Holy Ghost, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold your cousin Elizabeth. She hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Hear what the word says. She was called barren. Be careful that what people call you, you do not become. Hmm. Verse 37. For with God, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I'm going to preach this morning a message entitled, Sanctioned by the Spirit. I want you to say those words to three people around you one more time. Sanctioned by the Spirit. Now don't sit down. We're about to pray. 
Father, I'm going to ask you to do something uniquely different among us today. We thank you that your spirit is conspicuous here. We note that. We sense that. The anointing that breaks the yoke is in this building today. And by that anointing, every generational curse is canceled in Jesus' name. And any generational spirit is dismissed in the name of Jesus. And Father, we ask you that for the next few moments of time that you would enlighten the eyes of our understanding. That there would be an open heaven over this sanctuary. That we would hear what the Spirit is saying to the church in this critical hour. Lift those hands, please, Lord. We lift our hands and we lift our hearts to you. And we ask you, Lord, do not just charge us and challenge us. We will accept that. But we ask you to eternally change us today by the preached word. Let the word do its work today. Let there be no additives, no additions. Just the pure, undefiled word of God operating in this sanctuary. And finally, we ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to move in this building. We ask that you breathe on us, inspire us. We are so enthusiastic and full of expectation for just the next 25, 30 minutes of time at what is going to transpire. So we lift our hands and we say, have your way in Jesus' name. Everyone clap those hands one more time. Give Jesus Christ the biggest praise. Come on, y'all. Give Jesus the biggest praise you've given him all day. Praise your name, Jesus. Now, I know you've done it three times. One more time, high-five somebody and tell them it's on in the building. It's on in the building. I just want to look at you just for a moment. Amen. Good, 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 good. All good. God's good. It's good. You look good. James Brown said, I feel good. What a beautiful story. Sanctioned by his spirit. Because God is with us, that does not mean that he is for everything we do. Because his name is Emmanuel. That does not mean he endorses all of our endeavors. Because his name is Emmanuel does not mean he endorses all of your endeavors. This story that we just read is historical, of course. The value of the story should be embraced this time of year and really all year long. Because it earmarks pivotal time in the history of mankind. And you may ask, why the title sanctioned by the Spirit? Oftentimes when we are deliberating upon a subject, 
we will discover things about the subject that we did not study before we started. Wednesday night, we had a move of God in this building. And we spoke out of the book of Zechariah. We spoke concerning a man named Zerubbabel. And he is in the midst of rebuilding the temple. And we sung the song today. He said, Who are you, O great mountain? You shall be made a plain. And the Lord speaks to Zerubbabel through the prophet Zechariah these words, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. When we were preaching this on Wednesday night, several things begin to unfold to us. Therefore, I chose to caveat upon what the Lord started here Wednesday night because the Lord instructed me to do so in prayer even at 4 o'clock this morning. So he says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Why? Because of that little two-letter word here in the Hebrew is very interesting. It actually has to do with the agency of the Holy Spirit. So when the prophet says, not by might or not by power, but by my spirit, he is saying, through the agency of the spirit, this is going to happen. It also means through the means of the Spirit, by the aid of the Spirit, with the help of the Spirit, Zerubbabel, you're going to rebuild this temple. You're going to be successful at the task that you've put your hands to accomplish. To be sanctioned by the Spirit. So when he says, not by might, not by power, he's saying, but I have sanctioned you. By my spirit, says God. Hmm, powerful. Sanctioned is a verb that is very interesting because it includes the idea of you are confirmed by the spirit. Not only are you confirmed by the spirit, but you are permitted to operate in your purpose by my spirit. You are encouraged by the spirit to do what God has called you to do. And finally, and most importantly, you are authorized by the Spirit to operate in this construction of the temple. I was thinking this morning of a story in the book of Acts chapter 19 about some guys that tried to do something that were not sanctioned by the Spirit. They tried to cast the devil out of a guy, the seven sons of Sceva. And the demon spoke out of the man and he said, Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know, but who are you? Hmm. The enemy always recognizes authority. Now, I want to emphasize that and let that be emphatic in this moment. A prophetic pause. The enemy always recognizes authority. The enemy knows when something has not been sanctioned by the Spirit of God, and he knows when it has been sanctioned by the Spirit of God. 
We find in Ezra chapter 5 and verse 3, and Ezra happens to be the scribe that is writing this whole thing out about Zerubbabel rebuilding the temple. And the enemies come to Zerubbabel and they say this, Who authorized you to rebuild this temple and restore this structure? Notice this. The enemy didn't even acknowledge what he was doing. He just wanted to know who gave you the authority to do it. I'm not really worried about what you're doing. I just want to know if you know that you have authority. See, the enemy wants to know that about you. Many times he's not really worried about your assignment. He just wants to know if you know the authority you have in Christ. And I came by to remind some of you to grasp hold of that exousia authority of God one more time. He said, in my name you shall cast out devils. In my name you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's high time for us to stop operating out of our own authority and fall back on the grace and the gift of God that gives us the power and the authority to operate in our purpose at its full efficacy. That when we say something, we're not saying it out of our own authority or ability, but we're saying it because we carry a badge that says we we tote in our pocket the power of the name of Jesus. So therefore, every demon, when I speak to you in the name of Jesus, you got to leave because I have the power of attorney. The question from the enemy for you today is, do you know you have authority? If you know it, I double-dog dare you to give him just one quick praise and thank him for the authority you have in his name. Woo! This question didn't start there. This question is all in Scripture. Jesus was asked this question in Matthew 21, 23. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked. Who gave you this authority? That question passes its way on through the Gospels and lands in the book of Acts. And in Acts chapter 4, the same question now is posed to the disciples when they ask, whose name are you doing this? In chapter 4 and verse 7, by what power did you do this? Do what? You called a man that was lame by a gate called Beautiful. From lameness to healing, and you did it in the name of Jesus because you said, silver and gold we don't have. But what we do have, we give to you now. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Are y'all with me this morning? In chapter 4, you find the questioning and the interrogation from those opposed to this kind of move. And the interrogation comes on this wise. Do you know who authorized you to do what you are doing? Moses asked, whom shall I say has sent me? Because I don't want to participate in anything that is not sanctioned by the Lord God Almighty. So I thought about all of that and I thought how many events go on in our lives that are non-sanctioned events? How many events do we create that are not sanctioned by God and then we ask him to sanction it? We started, then we ask him to bless it. 
instead of getting him to sanction it before you started, you started and then you say, now, Lord, will you step in here and help me? I thought about that. How many marriages weren't sanctioned by the Spirit of God? How many jobs have you taken that weren't sanctioned by the Spirit of God? How many relationships have you built that weren't sanctioned by the Spirit of God? How many decisions have you made that were not sanctioned by the Spirit of God? How many businesses have been started that were not sanctioned by the Spirit of God? How many messes have we created and then asked God to sanction them? For this incredible event in this text to happen, someone had to be available. Someone had to be available. Luke chapter 1, verse 26, the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, who I feel God here, sent from God into a city in Galilee named Nazareth, was sent to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Whew. God is looking for people who are available. People who are available for him to do something so great that all people will be astonished by the greatness of, the God, of, of God through the work he accomplished in someone who was available. So God found a virgin, a damsel in Greek, one who has been veiled or kept in private, a virgin, something kept out of sight, something that was concealed, something that is secret or something that is hid, the virgin. And God sent a messenger to a girl who was available, who was a virgin. Some people, even in this building, have wondered, why am I such a secret? It's like no one sees me. Am I invisible? Have y'all seen those jokes played on those kids? When everybody's standing around and the kid is talking and they're all acting like he's not there. And he starts screaming, I'm right here. I'm right here. And they're acting like he ain't saying nothing. And he's not even praying. Where's Johnny? Has anybody seen Johnny? And Johnny's screaming, I'm right here. I'm right here, and it's all a prank. Well, let me help you. God has kept some of you hid, and you've been complaining about you being a secret. I heard this this morning. It is not that they can't see you, but that God is hiding you from the wrong, and he's saving you for the right. Stop complaining because you feel like you've been kept in secret. God will keep you for such a time. He will hide you from things that you think you want to be involved in. You thought you want that relationship with him and he acted like he didn't even see you and you complaining because you feel like you were rejected and really it was only God protecting you from something that could damage you or destroy you. If he's ever kept you hidden, you ought to give him praise for that. Because Moses was hid in a basket. Joseph was hid in a pit. David was hid among sheep. Esther was hid in a palace. You ought to thank God for the times he hid you. 
You ought to thank God for the times you felt rejected and tell God, I know that you are only protecting me from something with the potential to destroy me. So I thank you, God, you made me the invisible man for about a week or you made me the invisible girl for about a year. I don't mind because if it was my time, they would have seen me. If it was my hookup, you would have let them notice me. But you let me be hid because you cared enough about my heart not to let it be damaged. Somebody in the building ought to thank God for the times that he hid you. He wasn't hiding you from someone. He was hiding you for a specific time and a specific place. So the key is just stay available. He hasn't kept you away from anything. He's kept things away from you in order to preserve you for his time. Shall I read that again? Yes, I shall. He hasn't kept you away from anything. He's kept things away from you in order to preserve you for his time. The key is just stay available. Go ahead and look at three people and tell them stay available. Just stay available. How do we know Mary was available? Because verse 38 says, Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. I didn't expect it, but be it unto me. I want you to join with me in saying those words this morning. Lift your hands and say, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Say these three words, I am available. Say it again. One more time. I am available. Woo! Verse 28 says that now the angel moves on. And he says, now you are blessed and highly favored. In verse 28, you are blessed and highly favored. Whew. Can I go ahead and tell sanctified, blood-bought, spirit-filled believers in this building today two things. Number one, you are blessed. No, I'm in the word with you, baby. You're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when you come, blessed when you go. You are the head and not the tail. You are in front and not behind. You are blessed and you are blessed by God. Somebody shout, I am blessed. Say it again, I am blessed. Amen, and you are. You're blessed and you're highly favored. You are highly favored. Say it, I am favored. God's anger lasts but a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. It's favor that moved Joseph from a pit to a palace. It's favor that caused you to be graced with an anointing to bring resources and relationships into your life that will move you from your current position to your prophetic position. Favor will get you where finances will never bring you. You don't need more money. You need more favor. I dare you to throw your hands up and say, Lord, increase my favor. You serious, Pastor Rick? That's what the Bible says he did for Jesus, that Jesus increased in favor with God and with man. You know what I call for in your life? An increase of favor. You're about to have more favor than you know what to do with. People are going to like you that used to hate you. People are just going to start talking to you that never spoke to you because you're going to have favor on your job. You're going to have favor at the workplace. You're going to have favor at the store, favor at the gas station. Somebody shout, I am highly favored. Can I keep working this, please? 
So this idea of being approved is very powerful. It's one thing to be available. It's another thing to be approved. You are approved when you can say, I am blessed and highly favored. It's one thing, oh Lord, it's one thing for the event to be sanctioned. You ever seen an event happening, a fight on TV, and a little scroll comes across the screen that says, this fight is not sanctioned by the whatever. You can participate in the event, but if it's not sanctioned by anything, then you lack the insurance to do it. You lack safety in participating in it. I'll just leave it like that. So I thought about it, and I thought it's one thing for the event to be sanctioned. It's another thing for you to know you have been sanctioned. How do you know you've been sanctioned by God? You know you have been sanctioned by God when he tells you something about yourself you did not know. Come on in the You are sanctioned by God. Listen, she didn't know she was blessed and highly favored until he told her. You're about to discover about your stuff about yourself you never knew. The Spirit of God is about to reveal to you. Thank you, Jesus. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that she was looking to be favored or looking to be blessed. She discovered the destiny of God for your life comes through the process of discovery. Can I tell you, you are about to find out stuff about your purpose in this earth you never knew. You're going to start discovering stuff for your destiny you never knew. Boy, if I was sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, listening to this kind of preaching, I'd clap my hands right there. I'd say, thank God, I'm about to find some stuff out. She found it out. She wasn't looking for it. When you are living right, you will find stuff that you're not even looking for. When you're living right, you will find stuff you're not looking for. She found favor. The Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. I have found stuff I was not looking for. I was not looking for a wife the day that I showed up to that TV show. But I found a wife. Stand up, baby, and let me look at you one more time. I'm just, I'm just kidding. When you're living right, you'll find stuff you ain't looking for. Now, listen, I've been very calculated and deliberate about this message. I wanted to be sure I, you know, I had the right punctuation on every sentence, emphasized every every line that the Lord gave me. But we're about to turn loose up in here. Tell your neighbor, we're about to take the restrictions off in the building now, all right? Some of, some of y'all been riding all through service with your emergency brake on. Tell your neighbor, take the emergency brake off. Everything's going to be all right. And go ahead and take your car out of park and put it in drive. Tell your neighbor, because we're about to go forward. We ain't going backwards, and we're not staying in neutral. We're about to push our way right into our promise. We're about to push our way right into our prophetic future. Tell your neighbor, I'm going up and not down. I am ascending and not descending. Tell your neighbor, something great is about to happen in my life. 
I feel God all in this building. I know I have been sanctioned by his spirit. And when you are sanctioned by the spirit of God, you don't need man's endorsement. You don't need men to placate you in your present condition. When God says, I am for you, hell or high water can show up, but it's going to come to pass because you've been sanctioned by the Holy Ghost. Some of you have been looking for favor from men and men to get behind you. Let me help you. Just do what God called you to do, and you will not only survive, you'll be successful in every endeavor. Whatever your hands find to do shall prosper. I need to know if anybody in the building knows you have been sanctioned by the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. I feel something here now. And when she saw him, when she saw him, she was troubled at what he said, not at him. It's almost as if she's had these visitations before. Y'all not hear me, because when you're living right, the spirit ain't got no problem talking to you. Not that he shows up, but it's what he said when he showed up. Some of y'all about to hear something you never heard. You've experienced the presence before, but you ain't never heard what you're about to hear. You're about to get a word that's going to liberate you from every limitation that the devil has ever put on your life. You're about to get a revelation that's going to break every restriction that the enemy has ever tried to tie to your destiny. I dare you to shout, I'm coming out with my hands up and I'm going higher in God than I've ever gone. I'm ready for God to use me. I am available. Come on, shout it, I'm available. And I am approved by God sanctioned by the spirit and when she saw him she was troubled at what he said and he, she cast in her mind what kind of salutation this may be let me help y'all in this building to think you're called there should be something very unsettling about the call of God Yeah, something ought to erupt inside of you that jars you to say did I just hear from the Lord. She didn't question it. She just wanted to know the meaning of it. She wasn't saying you're not hearing from God. She just wanted to know what does this mean. And some of you are right there in your life. You want the meaning of what's happening. Whew, that's a good thing. I'm tired of hearing people say the Lord, you know, told me to do this, do that. And they and they don't even act like it's adjusting them. Any announcement from heaven adjusts what's on earth. And the adjustments are always not so pleasant. <laughs> Somebody shout, I'm available. Tell your neighbor, and I'm approved. Amen. You may be not by your Uncle Joe and your Aunt Susie or nobody else, but God said, I got my name on it. My spirit's with you. Hallelujah. When you operate in something you know God sent you to do, people can act crazy. Demons can get sideways. But you just smile and keep on doing what God called you to do. She was available. She was approved. Can I preach this whole message? Now she's got to deal with this assignment. She has to deal with the assignment. She's available. She knows she's approved. But what about the specific assignment? Tell your neighbor you got one job. You only got one job. Watch this. Verse 30. Man, there's a heavy good anointing in this building today. Can I go ahead and tell you the enemy is very frightened by what you are receiving and the revelation you're understanding. 
Yes, he is. Say it again. I'm available. I'm approved. I want my assignment. Verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb. You shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Four things, Mary. Number one, you cannot do this. You cannot be afraid. Woo! Fear not. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Can I tell you about the enemy? The enemy pounces on fear. If the enemy feels any little bit that you're afraid, he's going to emphasize that fear in your life. you got to get rid of all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. When you know that God loves you with a perfect love, you are not afraid to undertake anything that God has assigned you to undertake. You know what? I bind every phobia and every trepidation and every anxiety and every panic disorder that you have in your life. Always afraid. Fear produces a feeling of hopelessness. We bind fear in the name of Jesus. I double dog dare you to shout as loud as you can. No fear. Say it again. No fear. So the angel says, Mary, you got an assignment. But before I give it to you, girl, I got to tell you, don't be afraid. Woo! Before we even enter in to the discourse of your destiny, I've got to preface this dialogue with two words. Fear not. Woo! The flood shall not overtake you. The fire shall not kindle upon you, Isaiah said. Don't be afraid. And some of you have been afraid to try again. You've been too fearful to enter another relationship. Afraid to commit to a church. Afraid of the next phase of your destiny. I bind fear in the name of Jesus. And watch this. I replace it now with faith. Not just faith, with great faith. You will do what God called you to do. Somebody shout it again. I'm not afraid. Quit being afraid you're about to get a divorce. Quit being afraid you're about to lose your job. Quit being afraid you're about to get some kind of sickness and disease in your body. No, you wake up every morning, you say, my marriage is healthy in the name of Jesus. My job is secure in the name of Jesus. My body feels good all over more than any place else in the name of Jesus. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am wise. God has approved me. I am available and I'm ready for my assignment because I am not afraid. I am not afraid of the arrow that flies by day. I am not afraid of things that come in the night. I am not afraid of what the enemy's trying to do. I am not afraid of the opinions. I am not afraid of the lies. I'm not afraid of the gossip. I'm not afraid of any of that. I'm not afraid of the scrutiny. I'm not afraid of any of that because God is on my side. I've got faith that God will do everything he said he would do. He's a man of his word. 
word and he will come through if you got faith in the building that God's going to do everything he said I dare you to take 15 seconds and praise him like it's already happening I'm about halfway done with his word but I'm going to bind every devil in the name of Jesus all fear got to go in Jesus name you're going to be alright your marriage is going to be alright your children going to be alright your future is alright everything is secure in the name of Jesus now go ahead and give God one of them free praises like you know that's pretty good but throw your head back and shout like you know tell your neighbor everything is alright how do I know because I am available I am approved I have my assignment come on say it I am available I am approved. I have my assignment. Throw your hands up and say, I am available. I know I am approved. I have my assignment. Woo! Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. I am available. I am approved. I have my assignment. I am not afraid. Say it three times. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid of losing nothing. I'm not afraid of losing one thing. This is what you must do. Are y'all ready? I'm sorry, I feel the Holy Ghost here. One thing you can't do is be afraid. Three things you must do. Number one, Mary, you must conceive what I give. Read it in the Greek. The word conceive means to clasp or to seize, to capture, to catch. It comes through the idea of relationship or association, but it always has to do with holding on. Mary, I'm going to send it, but you're going to have to catch it. I've learned something about the Holy Spirit. People catch more than they are taught. It's not about being taught. It's a matter of what you caught. The question is, can you catch it? If it comes by, you reach out and grab it. This word, I see this word with feet, and it's just running all through here. And it's just looking for somebody that will reach out and grab this word. It, hey, don't wait for somebody else to get it. Tell your neighbor, uh-uh, this is my word. I came here to conceive a word today. I came here to conceive the incorruptible seed of God. I came here to clasp it. I came here to grab it. I came here to hold on to it. I came here to strengthen my grip today. And I've called you in the name of Jesus. I'm calling all of you to reach out your faith and conceive what God is sending. Come on, reach out your hand and grab hold of it. You got to grab hold like Jacob grabbed hold. And you got to say, God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I bind a slippery grip. I bind the spirit of faint and weakness. Grab hold of what God is saying to you and hold on to it with dear life. I need five people to shout as loud as you can. I'm going to hold on to what God has given me by his word. If he sent it, I have one responsibility, and that is to conceive it. I'm going to hold on to it. And once I got it, I'm going to birth it. He said, conceive it, Mary. And once you conceive it, then the only thing you got to do is birth it. Conceive what I send. Birth what I give. 
Y'all not hearing me. Birthing don't come without pain. It means you got to pray like you have never prayed. You got to praise when you don't feel like praising. You got to enter into travail and intercession. You got to get in that birthing position in God and the Holy Ghost and say, I'm going to pray until what I have received, I will ultimately see. You are only supposed to carry a word for a short season. And then it's time to birth the thing you've been carrying. And I came by to tell y'all, some of you have been carrying stuff for a long time. And now it's time for the contractions to hit. And listen, when the pain hit, it is a sign that you are one step away from birthing what you've been carrying. It's one thing to conceive it. It's another thing to birth it. You've been carrying it long enough. And I came to church today to tell you one word. Push. Birth this thing. Push in your praise. Push in your prayer. I dare you throw your head back and begin to praise like you pushing this thing out. How many of you know when you birth in something, you don't want nobody bothering you? When you birth in something, you get alone in your spirit and you say, God, you sent it and I'm going to birth it. I don't care how much pain it takes. I don't care how many people think I'm crazy. I'm going to bring forth what I've been pregnant with and I don't care what nobody else got to say. This is my baby. Somebody say birth it, birth it, birth it. Come on, Judah shall plow, Judah shall push, Judah shall plow, Judah shall push. I want you to let your praise push for about 60 seconds in this building. Push with your praise. Come on, open it up. Push, praise, shout. Shout! Bear this thing. You've been carrying it. Now bear this. So he said, Mary, you got three things to do. Number one, you got to conceive. Number two, you got to burn it. And number three, you got to call it what I call it. In other words, when it comes out, don't change the name. You call it what I said it is. You shall give birth to a son. He shall be the savior of his people. I came by to tell you, stop changing the name just because you go through difficulty. Stop changing the name just because you go through trouble. If it's your call, it's your call. If it's your purpose, is your purpose don't get it twisted if God brought it to you and God brought it through you then you are supposed to call it what he called it there's a lot of things can happen in life that'll make you change your mind about the place you've been called to but you gotta say no devil you ain't changing my mind now I know God called me here God placed me here God approved me here because I was available this this is my assignment and you can scream and throw hissy fits but I'm gonna do what God called me to do if that's you I double dog dare you to give God a crazy praise like you know you're gonna do what God called throw your hands up and shout I'm available hold on hold on hold on shout it I'm available 
Come on, shout it as loud as you can. God, I'm available. God, I am approved. Come on, say it. I am approved. Now say it. I have my assignment. If you're ready for that, come on and praise him right there. You have yours. Somebody throw your hands up and say it's on right now. The devil is trying, but he gonna lose. The devil trying to confuse, but he gonna turn away seven, seven different directions. God is on our side. God sanctioned this thing. God is for me. Who can be against me? Throw your hands up one more time. Shout. I am approved. I am available. I do have an assignment and I will accomplish everything God told me to accomplish devil I rebuke you in the name of Jesus some of these people being called some of them anointed by God to do a specific thing devil that you talked them out of but today they're gonna pull that call back off the shelf they're gonna pull that call back into their life I'm about to finish this message when I ask you to praise your Savior one last time like you love him with all your heart if I had some intercessors see intercessors will bear the pain I am available I am approved I have my assignment last one touch four people and tell them accept it accept it quit rejecting it quit denying it Come on, say it. I'm going to accept it. Watch what Mary said. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Come on, Anita. Come on out here. I need to feel your prayer. Come up here. Step in there. Look close. I need to feel your prayer. Come on here, prayer warrior. Get right here. I need to feel your prayer. Start in a suit in the Holy Ghost. Come on, Anita. Move a little faster. Come on here. Say it again. I'm available. I'm approved. I have an assignment. Now tell your neighbor, accept it. Watch what she said. You can stay standing because we are almost done. Watch what she said. Then said Mary to the messenger. Listen to it carefully. How shall this be? I'm a virgin. I don't know a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. I hope you have not forgotten the preface of this message. I can't do it. Mary is harmonizing with Zerubbabel. How can I do this? I feel the same Holy Ghost resonating in this sanctuary today and reverberating the prophecy to Zerubbabel and the message to Mary. And the Holy Ghost is saying, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. What you need is the Holy Ghost to come upon you. 
Some of you have not let the Holy Ghost come upon you in years because you're afraid that the Holy Ghost may break you down and lay you out on the floor. You're afraid the Holy Ghost come upon you, you might take off running like a wild man. You're afraid the Holy Ghost come upon you, you will break and cry tears that look like rivers running down your face. When the Holy Ghost come upon you, you are now out of control and he is in complete control. And before I came to this building at 4.15 this morning, I stopped praying, Lord, let the Holy Ghost come upon the people. Let the Holy Ghost drop in this house. There are two kinds of Christians. Those that care about the Spirit and those that don't care about the Spirit. I am one that operates according to the Holy Spirit. In other words, if His Spirit is not sanctioning it, if His Spirit is not signing up for it, I'm not interested in it. But if His Spirit shows up, I dare you to throw your hands up and say, Holy Ghost, fall on me. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What we need is a good baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost to fall on us. We need the power of the Most High to overshadow us. The sanctioning of the Spirit is all you need. I dare you to throw both hands up and if you got the Holy Ghost, begin to pray in the Spirit until He falls on you. Quit thinking what this looks like. Quit thinking what your neighbor thinks. Quit thinking about what other Christians say about the Holy Ghost moving in Quest Church. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. And I ain't interested in being sanctioned by nobody but the Spirit of God. If the Spirit of God sanctions it, the devil can do whatever he wants to do, but he can't stop it. Some of y'all are operating in stuff God did not sanction, and it's time for you to get back in your purpose and feel his authority. Operate in your confidence. That's where you are supposed to live. Let me finish this. Somebody shout, accept it. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. I wrote this down this morning. I wrote this down. The sanctioning of the Holy Spirit. Do not miss this. The sanctioning of the Holy Spirit removes all impossibilities. I need to say it one more again. The sanctioning of the Holy Spirit removes, not some, all, shout it, shout it, shout it, all impossibilities. When you are sanctioned by the Holy Spirit, it removes all impossibilities. So the angel, recognizing the disturbing of her spirit, says to her, you have a companion that's in the same condition of you as you. Listen, some of you are complaining, I'm the only one going through this. No, she had a cousin. You got a cousin. You got somebody going through the same stuff. It don't change the instructions. Same instruction for Mary. Same instruction for Elizabeth. Lord, I pray you open these people's ears that they hear what the Spirit is saying right now. I pray, God, you open their hearts to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying. 
You're not the only one going through what you're going through. Mary, you got a cousin who was called barren. She's facing the same stuff you're facing. But she had to conceive. She's going to have to birth even in barrenness. That's why Isaiah said, Sing, O barren woman, you that did not bear children. For you shall bear more children than a married wife. Some of you are stepping out of your barrenness into a birthing. It's time for you to birth some stuff. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So he sees the trepidation of her spirit. And the angel says to her in verse 37, For with God, for with God, can I, can I say it like this? For with the sanctioning of the spirit, nothing shall be impossible. With the sanctioning of the Spirit, nothing shall be incapable of happening. It must occur. Lord, help us pray this word through. For with the sanctioning of the Spirit, what has made you feel like it would never be accomplished or fulfilled suddenly changes. When the sanctioning of the Spirit hits you, you look at things you say, well, I'll never accomplish, I'll never fulfill that. You put your hands on your hips and you say, I can't wait to get it done. Nothing shall be impossible. Here's one for you in the Greek, impossible. Extremely awkward and difficult to deal with. Nothing shall be extremely awkward to you anymore or too difficult to deal with. It didn't say the problem's not going to be three kasando koboshe. It didn't say the problem's not going to be there. It ain't talking about the problem. It's talking about your person. You go ahead and be awkward and difficult to deal with, husband. You go ahead and be awkward and difficult to deal with, job. But you are not impossible for me. Because I have been sanctioned by the Holy Spirit. Shout it as loud as you can. I can handle it. Come on, throw your head back and shout it. I can handle it. Why can you handle it? Because you've been sanctioned by the Spirit of God. The devil can do whatever he wants to do. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be too difficult. Nothing shall break. Nothing shall defeat you. Woo. Say this with me. I am not too weak. Say it again. I'm not too weak to handle this situation. Let me finish it up. Jesus said unto the man, Thank you, Jesus. The son full of demons. He said, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. As soon as I saw that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, Ricky, when you sign up, when you sign up by faith, I sign on by sanctioning. Y'all ain't hear that right there. He said, Ricky, when you sign up by faith, I sign on by sanctioning. I can't sanction anything that you don't have faith for. Why would God sanction anything you can't see? 
write the vision and make it plain. Boy, I wish y'all could ride this wagon with me just for a moment. I wish you were. I, I wish you could hear this. You're going to have to go back and listen to this again because you missed 65% of what I said. But when you get this revelation, you step out of your bed with your shoulders square, head held high. You don't walk with doubt wondering, am I supposed to be where I am and doing what I'm doing? You know when you're here in your spirit that God has already sanctioned your assignment. God is good, isn't he? Do you love him today? Nothing shall be impossible to you. Not even one thing shall be impossible. I know I have screamed and sweated and ranted and raved in this building today, and I'm glad I did. Because I'm telling you, I am emphatic about putting an emphasis on what God can do through you if you're just available, if you know you're approved, if you walk in his assignment, you shall not be afraid and you shall achieve everything he has sent for you to achieve. If this is your word, come on, run down here. Let God seal it right now. You say, Bishop, this is my word. Pastor Rick, Ricky, this is my word. Come on down here. Brother Rick, this is my word. Come on down here. Come on down here. You need this today. Sanctioned by the Spirit of God. Once you get the Spirit of God sanctioning your marriage, the Holy Spirit starts speaking to your wife for you. Once you get the Holy Spirit sanctioning your union, the Holy Spirit starts speaking to your husband for you. Once you get the Holy Spirit sanctioning your family, the Holy Spirit goes in your children's bedrooms, gets in their ear and tells them, behave. Behave. You'll never see a place where the Holy Spirit resides that something is out of order. It's always in order. Say it with me again. I am available. I am approved. I have my assignment. I am not afraid. I will achieve. I will accomplish everything God called me to do.